You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. When I hear people tell me that they're scared to start budgeting or they're stuck or they feel like there's no hope, there's no light at the end of their tunnel, they're going to have this debt forever. It's going to be a weight on their shoulders that they carry around forever. It's not. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Raise your hand if you've ever said the words, I don't want to deal with my money right now. Friend, I am so right there with you, especially in those seasons when I had debt or things just weren't flowing like I hoped they would be. But the truth is we all face different money seasons and challenges and absolutely no one is immune. I can tell you that with absolute certainty. And let's not even get started talking about the price of comparison and FOMO. But next time you go to buy something, I want you to take a second and think about, is this something I really need? Or is this, uh, I saw someone with this on social media and now I got to buy it. Yeah, we all need to have those silly purchases, but without some sort of conscious thought behind it, we're just aimlessly spending our cash. 
You may know of our guest today, Kimiko Love from The Budget Mom. She is the real deal. She paid off a ton of debt and has some serious money advice to share on how to live a life you love on a budget that you can actually afford. Now that's a tagline I can really get behind. I was doing some research on you. I was digging through your website and I love some of the things that really stood out at me that I loved. You described yourself prior to paying off debt as a broke rich girl. And I think so many of us, including myself, can totally relate to that. I was wondering, like, what made you wake up one day and decide you really needed to change this? Well, really, it started when I got out of college. Um, So my, my self-confidence issue and me, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak, really started after, (laughs) you know, in high school, all the way through high school, all the way through college, I was that girl that compared herself to others. So I wanted what other people had. I wanted to wear the same clothes that other people had. And a lot of the times I found myself wanting things that I didn't have, but didn't need. Um, And that was just because, you know, like I said, I was dealing with some self-confidence issues and I really didn't love myself. And after I graduated college and I started working in the financial industry, my financial advisor sat me down and said, you need to create a budget. Like, holy good God, girl, this, (laughs) like, (laughs) you really, you really need to sit down and tackle this head on. And so that's when I really sat down and started to create, well, attempted to create a budget at that time. Um, But once I saw all of my debt in front of me on paper, in front of my face, that's when I knew I had to make a major change. Yeah, I, I love that. And it's so interesting you share that because I think so many of us, uh, it, it's it seems like obvious, like, well, of course we should have a budget or of course we should know where our debt is or where our money's going. And yet we're all just like panicked and fearful to take that step to look at it. Like, what do you think keeps people stuck in the... I don't want to create a budget or I don't want to look at my numbers. Well, for me, it was just the pure fact I didn't want to deal with it. Right. I, <laughs> yes. Not only did I not want to see it, but I just didn't want to deal with it. I, I, at the time, I was perfectly fine making my minimum payments. Now, I have never been late on a bill payment. I've never, you know, missed a payment. But that cycle of just being okay with making the minimum payments is not enough. You have to realize that you can do so much more with your dollars besides just getting by. And I think that once people realize that they're going to get over that, I just don't want to deal with it because then it becomes exciting. You're now working towards something. You see the bigger picture, the bigger goals, and all of a sudden managing your money is not just making bill payments. It's so much more. Yeah. And did it help for you when you started to root your money in some of these goals or some of these things that you really wanted to achieve? Like, did that help you sort of change your thinking around money? Oh, definitely. It became, like I said, it became no more just like, this is what I have to pay. This is what I have to do. It became, oh my gosh, I can do this. I can reach this goal if I set this money aside every month, or I can go on an all cash paid vacation in a year and a half. If I, you know, set this money aside, I could possibly retire early. All of these things, you know, because sometimes what happens is when we sit down, we create a budget, we're in the now. Yeah, we're working right now. We're flustered over what's going on right now. And sometimes it's hard to get over that. But it's seeing that big picture on what you can truly accomplish. And that's what really changes everything. 
Yeah, that's such a good, such a good analogy. And I ask my guests a lot because I think I'm super curious about this. I grew up in a family that my father was in the financial industry his whole career. And so money was this topic we talked about. And yet there were a lot of things that I think they thought I just inherently knew mm-hmm. about money as, you know, as a young kid. And I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't know that until I grew up and experienced that. Was money talked about in your family growing up? Like, did that play a role in your needing to keep up with the Joneses? No, it really didn't. You know, my mom was a single mom. Um, She worked three jobs to raise me and my sister by herself. Um, And so, yeah, she's definitely the strongest woman in my life. And it wasn't something that we didn't talk about. We didn't sit down and talk about family finance. We didn't sit down and talk about, well, this is why you can't have something. And I think that's really has been one of my biggest motivators on my financial journey is being able to pass that down to my son and watching him, you know, watching their little wheels turn. It's (laughs) like, even to this day, sometimes like I have to step aside, cry some mom tears and then, and then get back to helping him because it's almost like this proud moment, at least for me, just because I didn't have that. Um, and so I, I definitely, because it wasn't in my life is why I strive so hard now to to bring it into my son's life. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Are there any ways, like any examples you can give of how you even begin to try to teach a young child about money? Oh, yes. Yeah. So my son, I started giving him allowance at when he was three years old. And so wow. we, but yes, I started him very young. But here's the thing. At the time, I did not have enough in my budget to set aside an allowance every week for my son. And so I started thinking about, well, my son is only three. What can I do with the things that I have now to teach him these money concepts? And for me, that was my spare change. And up until this day, my son's now six years old. I still give him spare change for his allowance. Because yes, it's something, it's really funny because, you know, as a, as a, as a kid, my son would get you know, three quarters. And he just thought that was so (laughs) crazy much, you know? And so he got excited about it though. He started getting excited about money. He learned how to count. That's how my son learned how to count money was by me giving him spare change, but giving him an allowance also taught him the concept of savings. And that is like right now with him being six, you can definitely tell he is grasping those money, those money management skills, especially with saving. Yeah. And that, I love that. Like how many of us have just like a spare change jar sitting around and like the change is just sitting there and we could actually be putting it to its money. We could be putting yes. it to good use. Yes. Yeah. I love it. And I love that when those like light bulb moments go on, because there's a, there's obviously a huge discussion in the U.S. in particular about financial literacy. Is it good to teach people this? Is it not good? Does it actually change anything? Do people remember any of this? But I think even from from my teaching and from what you just said, your example, like you can see those little light bulbs go off when they're so young, like they're grasping something. And, you know, I think that that really just plants the seed, right? It definitely does. Yeah. You know, my, it goes so far beyond just his allowance. So being a good role model for my son, he, and as you know, kids absorb everything, not only do they (laughs) hear everything, but they see everything. My son gets to see how we manage and I manage money in our house. And, you know, my son, because I'm an all cash spender, it's crazy 
how that has really like, when we'll go to the park, my son will say, well, mom, how much money do we have on our fun envelope today? He's grasping the concept that money is not infinite. It doesn't grow on trees. And we have to base what we get and what we do based on the money that we have. And my son gets to see me count out my cash envelopes. And he helps me. My son helps me do that. He helps me with my budget. There's a big debate out there right now in the world about what is too young to share yeah. financial your your entire finances with your child. What is there anything that you should hold back or should you give them all the details? And I really think it, it depends on who you are as a mom and what you feel would be the best for your child. I'm the type of person I share a lot with my son. Now, there are some details that I don't tell him because he's not right now in his life at six, he's not ready to grasp those concepts. And I don't want to confuse him on certain things. But he is well aware of how much we have to spend. When we go to the store, and he wants to buy a toy, he knows the reason why I tell him no, and why it's important. Um, and so it, it really does trickle into everything else in your life when you're managing your money, your, your children get to see that. And I think that's great. It's like learning a language from when you're really young. I mean, it's just you're like a sponge and it it just becomes second nature to you. And I think that even if we had some of these basic teachings around money at very young ages, a lot of us would be more equipped, I think, to make better decisions like the older and older we get. Oh, yeah. I think about this all the time. Like, what would happen if everyone had to learn the concept of debt and what that really meant at a really early age. I bet you that a lot of the people, 18-year-olds going out right now, getting approved for credit cards, you start getting those credit cards offers in the mail, they would second guess to quickly get approved for those types of things. I think about this stuff all the time. Like, I wish I would have learned this or I wish I would have learned more about student loans before I, I took out all of my student loans. I think that learning these concepts will help people definitely make better decisions in the future. Yeah, that's definitely my passion and my mission. And at least just to be able to have the knowledge to make educated decisions. And I'd love to dive a little bit deeper. You talked about envelope spending and all cash spending. Like, Tell me a little bit about this and, and how you walked into this. So yeah, so I'm a complete all cash spender. I hardly ever swipe my debit card. I use the cash envelope method. So I pay my bills online. Um, and I, you know, I set that money aside from my, my income, pay my bills online, but the rest is all cash spend, cash spending. So my variable spending, things like clothes, gas, beauty, all of that type of spending, food, is done with cash. Now, I started that because I am a spender at heart. <laughs> and I found myself, it's so easy just to swipe a, a debit card because you're not forced to look at the big picture of your spending or the trade-offs that are happening the moment you swipe your card. So when you swipe a card, it's like, oh, okay, swipe a card. But you don't think about, well, if I spend my money now, right now, what am I giving up in the future to spend it now? Right. So a lot of, you know, that, that seems like a really easy concept, 
But it took me a long time to really think, I mean, to think about that because every dollar that you spend, there is a trade-off. You're giving up something else. And using the cash envelope method made my budget tangible. I had the money in front of me. I could see exactly how much I had left to spend in each category. And it made me start asking those hard questions. It made me start questioning my spending decisions. All of a sudden, going out and buying a whole bunch of new clothes at the mall became a lot more important for my future by having cash. I, I, I found myself like scared to spend it. Because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is all that I have left to get me by for the next two weeks. And so that's why the cash, all cash spending has really helped me in my budgeting journey. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash ETM. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com 
slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today. And I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show. Notion.com slash etm. I get asked this question often, how do I know where to put my money? There's always something to do. Get a will, buy life insurance, put more money into my retirement plan, spend money to grow my business, buy a new car, save for a house. Oh, and I want to go on an amazing dream trip. 
it can feel exhausting. And sometimes it can feel like this never-ending list with not enough money to fund it all at one time. And I have experienced this so many times. It's It really is exhausting. So where do you start? That's a good question. I want you to think about what your biggest money worry is. What is that? Do you have that in your head? What keeps you up at night? Is it your credit card debt, your student loan balance, that house you've been eyeing? Maybe you need a new couch because yours has made its way through college and your 20s and now you're just embarrassed to have your friends over. Don't knock it. It's actually a legit worry. Really, any worry is legit that keeps you awake at night, that that constantly stresses you out. Because what makes you feel the most uneasy, that's where you start. Once you can get a strategy and a solution and start putting one foot in front of the other, you're going to sleep better. When you sleep better, everything else is better. Relationships are better. Your energy is better. Your sex life is better. Your money is better. Your career is better. Everything is better. And Too often, we let our biggest money worry occupy 99% of our mental space to the point of pure exhaustion, anxiety, depression. We don't exercise. We get stressed out. We get cranky when we really just need to pay attention to it. So what's stopping you from solving your biggest money worry? Often, this is what I'm not doing to solve my biggest money worry. Most of the time, there's actually an action item there that is waiting for you to take those first steps. So how can I be proactive? Your homework really is to identify and write out your biggest money worry and then create two columns. The first is, how would it feel if this money worry is solved? Write down all of those different words that come to your mind of how you would feel. And the second column is, what action can I take today to solve this money worry? And they can be anything from little itty bitty things to big things. Then all you have to do is just go down the list. You've got all the tools you need to make this happen. And if you get lost anywhere along the way, just go back to column one and look at all of those words you write down and remind yourself of how you're going to feel when you take these steps. That is really how you start turning your money worry into a place where you can relax. I'm not saying it's suddenly gone or it vaporizes or it will never come back, but without taking action, it's definitely going to stay in your mindset. Yeah, so I'm sure that there's probably somebody listening that is like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I can't do that, or I would never do that, or, you know, just panic and fear thinking about that. But, you know, how would somebody who's maybe never done that, even for like a month, like how would they start that that practice in their own money? So what I would suggest is I have a lot of readers who say, oh my gosh, I'm so scared to carry all this cash with me. I've never handled cash before. So what I always recommend to my readers is start in baby steps. So maybe one month you pick the category where you are the worst at spending. And for a lot of people, that's their food budget. A lot of people get stuck with eating out or mindless spending at the grocery store. And all of a sudden you get to the checkout line and you look in your grocery basket and it's like 50 things that weren't even on your list. So I recommend starting with your food envelope, a food cash 
category. Um, start with one. See how you do for a month. If you are feeling confident with that, with your spending decisions and comfortable with using, using the cash, then I would say add another category in the following month. Do it in baby steps. Work, work your way up to that comfort level. Um, and very quickly, I don't keep all of my cash envelopes with me at all times. So it's not like I'm carrying around all this cash. Organizing yeah. and budgeting and planning are all words that go together on a financial journey. A lot of the time when you say budgeting, the word organizing really doesn't come to mind, but it's such a huge player in budgeting our money because with the cash spending, you have to plan your day in advance. Where are you going to go? Where are you planning on spending money? Are you going to the grocery store? Do you need to get gas? That's going to determine what envelopes you take with you that day. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, uh, you know, you are so honest. You do YouTube videos where you go through your monthly spending and just category, category by category, you're very honest with this. And I, I, I applaud you for that because I think that honesty helps other people feel better about their own situations, about their own money. And, and I'm just curious for somebody who's listening is thinking like, okay, what if eating out is the category where I know I overspend? Like, how do I figure out how much I should be spending in that category? Do you have any guidance on those types of questions? Yes. And so I tell everyone, no matter what, before you even think about creating a budget, you need to track your spending. So that could either be manually tracking your spending for a month or using past bank statements, credit card statements, anywhere in your life where there's money movement. Because Without tracking your spending, awareness isn't there. And without that, without knowing where your dollars are going, you just can't create a realistic budget. Now, tracking your spending, when I was learning how to budget, was not talked about enough or the importance of it. Um, it, has been, it was that one aha moment for me. My readers call it a slap in the face moment. <laughs> Because all of a sudden you went from, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. I don't have any extra income to, oh my gosh, I just found 500 extra dollars. And I, I've even had some of my readers say it's into the thousands. Yeah, so, I love that. I talk about that all the time, that you can find money, whether it's a really small amount, sometimes it's big amounts, but that, that notion of I don't have any money, I challenge anybody to that because even people who are stretched so thin, I've been able to help them find even just a little nugget of cash. And I think when you do that, especially the first time, it's like, oh, wow, if I can find this here, maybe I can find more. Right. It establishes hope. But not only that, it's the only time you have a chance to make your budget realistic. So most of the time we sit down, we put down on our budget what we want to spend, not what we're realistically spending. And what right. happens with that is you fail with your budget because you're trying to cramp yourself into these budget limits that are just un unrealistic to your lifestyle. Your categories and how much you assign to those categories are all dependent on tracking your spending. In my mind, you can't even create a budget without that step. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. So I'm curious, like, how did your budget change once you had a son? Like, was that a huge impact to the budget? Well, I would definitely say having my son was the biggest game changer to my overall financial journey. 
Um, as far as my budget is concerned, I definitely had to learn how to plan and, and be an organized mom. Um, <laughs> as you know, things pop up all the time. It almost seems like unexpected expenses just increase drastically once you have children. Um, but, you know, my son, and he is my why. He is why I'm on this journey. I, I think about all the time about what my life would be like and what my financial life would be like without him in it. And in yeah. my mind, it just does not exist. I think that he was that moment in my life where it was no longer just wanting to know how to manage my money. I had to learn how to manage my money because it was no longer just about me. I think that when I say that, unexpected expenses come up. There's a lot of other things that you have to, your budget categories are going to change. You now have child expenses, whether that's a newborn and you're, plan, you know, budgeting out baby food, diapers, child care, which becomes one of the biggest budget busters. Once you have children, they're now saying it's a lot of the time it's more than your mortgage payment. Wow. So all of these things have to be added in and factored into the budget, especially when you have kids. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> lots of lots of additional categories. I, I like that. Uh, yeah. And I know one of the one of the money uh, goals that you have is to pay for a house in cash. How are you how are you saving up for something so big as that? Yes. So this is my current savings journey. And, you know, for the longest time, I didn't dream that big. Yeah. I always told myself that a goal like that, saving that amount of money is just absolutely impossible. But the moment I started it and a little by little, I started saving. Now I am very blessed and I'm fortunate to own my own business. And so I do use my business income to help me reach financial goals. But that also means that I budget very carefully with my personal income as well. Um, it means that I have to be able to live a frugal lifestyle. I have to make good spending decisions. Um, and literally every extra penny that I have right now is going to saving for my first home. Um, and it was setting that goal amount and then saying, okay, what do I have to do every month to reach this goal? And if I don't do that every month, what does my goal look like for the future? And it's really just sitting down and doing that research and figuring out what can you realistically save? And you have to be right. at peace with what you can currently do. Um, I know a lot of time people say, well, I don't want to set a, a savings goal that's so out of this world, I get discouraged. And what I tell people is that you need to dream big. You need to be, if there's something that you want to do, saving for it with cash in my mind for me, which is why I'm saving for my first home with cash is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And I, I like that idea of, of dreaming big too, and, and not limiting yourself because I think we do that in so many different ways. And, uh, you know, I love that. Just why not? Like if that's something you're passionate about, whatever it is, like, why not go for it and, you know, take the actions that you need to every day to get yourself closer to that. I think it, it's like the beautiful part of being alive is that these crazy goals can actually come true. Right. And you know, that's funny because I, 
I do like I, I still do create savings challenges for myself. And I always tell people small steps are still steps in the right direction. And they still provide signs of, of success. And so $5 here, $10 there, $20 here, even when compared to a goal that just seems outrageous, it still steps in the right direction. And it's those small saving amounts that I'm able to do that really keeps me motivated. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Wow. Well, Amiko, I would love to know, like, what is one takeaway if someone's listening, they're stuck in debt, and they're feeling like the things are never going to change? Like, how can somebody do something proactive today to take one step forward? So definitely create a plan. When I hear people tell me that they're scared to start budgeting or they're stuck or they feel like there's no hope, there's no light at the end of their tunnel, they're going to have this debt forever. It's going to be a weight on the sh- on their shoulders that they carry around forever. It's not. And one of the things that you can do right now is create a plan. Start tracking your spending today. Tracking your spending, you can start at any time. And I will tell you right now, once you have that plan created, your mindset's going to change, your stress, the overwhelm, feeling defeated. All of those feelings are going to change because now you have a plan. If you're wanting to pay off debt and your debt scares you, get it in front of your face. Face it head on because if you don't, you can never start. And so it's those two things, tracking your spending and get your debt in front of your face. Write it down on a piece of paper, everything that you possibly know about your debt. And and those are really the two steps that I recommend. Wow, those are great steps and great things that people can do like proactively today right now. Like face it, if you've never faced it before, I used to hate looking at ATM receipts. I would just fold them up and put them in my wallet. (laughs) And one day I'm like, you know what? I got to look at that ATM receipt. So I think every one of us has something like that in our lives. So it's figuring out what that is for you and just going, it's not that bad. It's just money. Just look at it. And and little by little, you're going to feel so much better about it. So I love that advice. Yes. You just, you got to get over, you got to get over that hump. Um, and, and it's funny because as you go along and you're creating this plan, you'll start to notice this mindset, this mindset shift. Um, and all of a sudden, like you notice about your, your ATM receipts, it's all of a sudden, I'm not scared to look at my ATM receipts. I'm excited. I'm excited because this is my plan for the future. This is my progress. Um, And so it really does. It's crazy how that mindset shift really happens. Absolutely. I so totally agree. Told you she was great, right? The best place to connect with Miko is on her Instagram at The Budget Mom, where she shares a video every single day about her budget overviews, meal plans, and so much more. So hop over to the gram, follow Kamiko, and I promise you, you're going to be inspired. Thanks so much for checking out this episode, and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are.
Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC.